1: Welcome, beautiful spirits. Let me ask you, does your life seem to be at a crossroads? Are you facing a huge life decision, a change in a career or a move, or maybe a death or divorce makes you realize your life is going to be changing whether you want it to or not? So, where do you go from here? Back in February of this year, I gave you a boots-on-the-ground seven-step action plan for making life-changing decisions But today, we're going deeper into the emotional and spiritual side. So today, we'll look at what kind of crossroads that you're at, dealing with anxiety and worry, how the law of attraction can hold you back or help you, connecting spiritually to ask for information, a double guided meditation to release some of the fears that stop you from moving forward, but also so that you can see future possibilities without that fear a quick review of the seven-step action plan I mentioned for making that decision, and then I'll ask the question, where do you go from here? Let's start with what kind of crossroads are you at? There are lots of crossroads, all of which can induce anxiety, worry, and fears, which can literally take over our life or stop us from moving forward. Maybe you have a career or job crossroads. Did you get laid off? Or maybe you just got out of school and aren't sure which career path to take. Or maybe you hate your job and are fed up. Is it time to move on? Perhaps your crossroads is deciding if you want to make a move and how that will impact you and your family. Will you move across town, across the state, around the world? And will your children ever talk to you again if they lose their friends or have to start a new school? Can you or your spouse find a new job if you need to in the new location? Of course, where would you live? What kind of house or apartment or place? The finances with this might also be worrying you. Or maybe just deciding where to move is stressing you out so much you feel paralyzed. Or realizing how much stuff you may have to move is making you anxious and wondering how to move forward. Maybe your crossroads is connected to an addiction or an abusive situation that you want to give up, to stop and move on with your life. Feeling dependent on something or someone for your very life can feel like an impossible situation. Finding the strength required and figuring out how to move forward from any of those situations may seem inconceivable and a huge crossroads for you. Another of the crossroads may have to do with your love life. Are you stuck between two people and need to decide who to continue with? Maybe who to date? Or maybe even someone asked you to marry them and you aren't quite sure you're ready and your fears of failure could be holding you back or other types of fears of abandonment or something. You might want to ask for divorce, but the thought of afterwards leaves you worried about money, loneliness, the children, or any number of other things. And maybe you already are divorced and feel total anxiety because you miss that person so much, or maybe due to money concerns, concerns about finding a job, or concerns about your children, or again, many other worries might be keeping you stuck. Perhaps the crossroads is a death in the family, whether a spouse, a child, a parent, or a close friend. Going through the grieving process takes some time, but maybe people keep telling you to move on. It's been a long time. If you've been married a long time and a spouse dies, it can be anything from a relief, to feeling guilty, to tearing you apart, plus maybe a combination of a number of things, especially if the person was going through a long illness. Getting over the death of a child can rip marriages and families apart. Or maybe you have two or multiple crossroads all coming up at the same time. If you do, no wonder you're probably stressed out. So the question lies in all of these. How do you move through anything that's holding you back and decide what path to take and what could be an obvious fork in the road for you? Even if the path is murky and the crossroads feel like a dead end, it doesn't have to be. The gift of life and hope and peace can move us beyond whatever you're feeling at the crossroads you're facing. When let's go ahead and take a look at dealing with the anxiety, worry, and whatever else you're feeling that's probably coming up, if you can pinpoint what the fear or anxiety is that's coming up for you, it'll be so much easier to deal with it. Think about your particular crossroads, that particular life-changing incident What is the fear or anxiety that comes up around it? Is it maybe fear of failure or fear of success? Fear that you aren't good enough, maybe smart enough or attractive enough to move forward? Not feeling deserving or worthy. What is it that bothers you? Maybe you're feeling, why me? Why did this happen to me? And you're kind of stuck there. Or maybe you lost someone or something that meant the world to you and you just can't get through it. Your heart feels cracked open and it hurts more than you can bear. These last two you need time to grieve, maybe even before you can move forward. If it takes you more than a year and people tell you, hey, move on, get over it all right already, just be aware that some people need longer than others to go through all of those stages of grief. But if you feel totally stuck and it's been a while, please do yourself a favor and go in for counseling or therapy, whether it's with a life coach or a spiritual advisor like a minister or a priest or a rabbi or whoever it may be. And also you can go to a support group. Try whatever you need to help you break through the grief that may seem insurmountable. Once you know what the fear or worry is, it usually seems to bring a sort of relief that you have the understanding, at least in your mind. And you may even get more motivation to decide where you're headed, even if you haven't totally gotten rid of the fear or the worry yet. We'll work at releasing a couple of these fears, and the guided meditation we'll do in a few minutes. So if you can figure out what they are, then we can move forward there. And even if you can't, you might find that you release some of the heaviness that's happening. Let's look at how the law of attraction plays into this. The website VeryWellMind.com says that the law of attraction is a theory that the energy of our thoughts, positive or negative, attracts experiences of the same energy to come into our lives or manifest. The concept is generally summed up as, like attracts like. If presently you only deal with the negative, the worry, the fear, or the anxiety, you'll attract more of the same. More to be negative about. More to complain about. More to have worry about. I mean, you get the idea. And very few people want more of those sorts of things. Although I have known a couple of people in my life that seem to enjoy complaining. That's all they ever liked to do, so I'm not sure they would have particularly wanted a very happy life. Maybe it wouldn't have felt right to them, but it required a lot of shifting. Now the thought is that if you can focus on the positive, either of the situation or what the future might bring, you'll draw more of that to you. I always recommend first to be in the moment and feel what's happening right now. Feel that fear or anxiety if they pop up, the guilt, the anger, whatever it is. Don't resist the emotions or ignore them. That makes her a really good ulcer and then after you've had whatever time you need to wallow in those feelings we're only human and sometimes we need to do that focus on the positive while you're dealing with your fears look at them as things to release and grow from instead of the dark pit they may feel like now an example and i've used this one before as i was driving my car one time and i didn't swing quite wide enough to park in the parking space that i usually never parked in i had two one under the carport roof and one outside of it i never parked In the second one, I only parked under the roof. So when I did try and park wide, I basically whacked my car because I didn't swing wide enough. And so the passenger side door got whacked with the cement wall. I don't think I made much of a dent in the cement wall, but I think I left a little paint behind. I needed some time to swear and rant and rave and carry on and say what a stupid idiot I felt like I had been for not doing it right and why me and all those things. But it I did pretty good because it only took me the length of time that I walked my dog and she just sort of looked at me the whole time I was walking her going, what is the matter with you? At least that's what I was giving her thoughts to be because she kept looking at me like, are you okay over there? And I was like swearing and ranting and raving, like I said, going the really, really long block that I always did with her. Turned around, came all the way back. And by the time I got back, I'd let go of all of those negative why me moments and anger and. Whatever else it was, it's probably the fastest I've ever gone through something like that. And I was ready to deal with what I'd done and how to fix it and move forward. But just an example of how sometimes you need to wallow in your feelings. You need to be there and feel them all and then let them go. And like I said, I think that's the fastest I've ever done something like that. Now, an important thing to remember is that even in the darkest times, we're spiritual beings Especially in those times, we really reach out and need help. So connecting spiritually can help you move through a crossroads with grace, and maybe even effortlessly. Now here are a few things to keep in mind when you pray or meditate, or you just are being at peace. First, release everything that's currently on your mind. All those negative, all the worries, all the fears. Take some breaths, or tighten and release different parts of your body where you hold your tension. Whatever you need to leave those issues at the door just to begin this. You'll probably pick them back up again, but you may not. But let them go. Worries of the day, all those things. And from that space, reach higher, deeper, or whatever you need to do to connect to the highest source you can. And that will give you the most peace and the clearest information. And then declare that you want everything in divine order. And be prepared to step out of the way if you get information that goes against what you think you want. Because sometimes we get stuff that's really not, and you go, what? No, I don't want to do that. Well, maybe that's in your highest and best interests, which is another thing that would be helpful if you said. It's the same sort of thought process. Instead of saying divine order or on top of that, you can say, I want the highest and best for my soul's growth or something similar to that the highest and best in alignment with my higher self or whatever works. And lastly, make sure when you ask for something specific, especially if you're seeing the future and you want something specific to be in it, say this or something better. Because as a human being, we'll never know exactly what is the best possible outcome for us. So if you say that, you leave the door open for even better than what you're thinking you're asking for. Connecting spiritually can relieve a whole lot of the burden we feel when we're going through life-changing times. We can have a huge relief factor or a peace will suddenly flood in if you can let go of some of the angst connected to it. Now, if you can get comfortable right now, it's time to have that guided meditation I referred to. First, we're going to get rid of whatever fears might hold you back. Get a good handle on that. And then we're going to work on deciding on a direction for the crossroads where you can visualize your future looking. So if you can get comfortable or you can come back later, or you can also just listen and imagine along with what I say, but don't close your eyes if you're driving or walking on a treadmill or something, that could be a bit of an issue. So here we go. Relax, get comfortable. I'm going to count you in. One. Allowing the worries of the day to release. Allowing your mind to relax more than maybe it has. Watching those thoughts just evaporate or go off for later thought. Two, allowing your body to start releasing some of that tension that you can feel, whether it's in your shoulders or your neck. I carry mine in my knees, wherever it may be. Feel that relaxation happening. And three, feeling your mind settling in with comfort and calmness and the worry of just totally moving away, if you have any. Four, feeling like you're starting to float, like you're slightly disconnected from the everyday world, but feeling very calm and very peaceful, and very connected. And five, connecting even deeper, even more with your higher self, or God, the universe, Buddha, whoever you feel comfortable connecting to that's of the higher vibrational realm. And now I want you to see from your mind's eye the light encasing your entire body, including your aura, Perhaps it comes from above and that light just encases your entire being so that you are vibrating with this bright light. I usually say a gold light, but pick what color you feel will work for you. Something light and bright. And I want you to think about the question, where do I go from here? And allow any worries and concerns to come up now any emotions that might be holding you back. And as they come up, there may be some tenseness, and that's all right. But don't allow your mind to get overrun and stuck and worry or in fear. And so that you can identify the first thing that comes up. Is it fear of not being good enough? Not deserving or worthy? Is it financial fears or fear of failure? when it comes to moving forward at this crossroads. Now I want you to shove each worry as you come up with them in a different drawstring bag and close it up when you get as much of the emotion as you can into it. And so think about what that feeling is. Feel that feeling and then open that bag and start shoving it in there. Push it in and push it in and push it in as much as you can and then close up the drawstring bag And attach it to the belt that you have around your waist and feel the weight that comes from that. It can't escape, it's in there that fear, that worry, that concern, whatever it may be, the anxiety. But feel the heaviness of that drawstring bag that you've just attached. And now let's identify a second emotion. When it comes to moving forward from this crossroads and choosing a destination and actually taking those steps, what do you feel? What worry or fear is there? Again, push that emotion that isn't serving you into a drawstring bag and close it up and attach the drawstring bag to your belt and feel that weight holding you down. Stuff in as much of that emotion or that fear that you can, that's no longer serving you. And feel free to do the same with a third or fourth emotion. Just keep doing it until you have a few done. And I'll take a moment now and pause while you do that. Once you've attached as many bags as there are for the worries and the fears, feel that weight that's holding you down and holding you back from moving forward. And now I want you to detach those bags one by one and see them being pulled up the column of light that's surrounding your body up higher and higher to that source light as it transmute any negative emotions and allows peace or hope to flood into your being where you remove the fear or anxiety. So watch each bag, unhook it, have it go up and up that column of light, and as it gets somewhere over your head, watch the light transmute that bag and have it shower down on you that peace or that love or that joy. And then do that with each of the drawstring bags that you pulled and pushed emotion into. And as you feel that flooding of that peace or hope or whatever it is that you want to fill the void of the fear with, feel the peace, feel the quiet, feel the calmness of your mind and your body. Now I ask that whatever happens next comes from the highest connection you can achieve. And it'll show you your highest and best choices for the life you want to live. You can also ask for divine order. Without the fears attached, now go ahead and try to visualize life going down one of the roads you see as a possibility. At the crossroads, there are many directions you can take. So imagine that life what it would look like without those fears. And if you don't see anything right now and feel lost, allow whatever comes to you to be a possibility. Try to think big without those fears holding you back that you've just released. Visualize what life would be like if you went down that certain path. See it as clearly as you can and breathe into this scenario. Feel what the best possible outcome feels like. And allow it to be true for you right now. And how does that make you feel? Whatever that path is, that choice of moving forward, how do you feel when you visualize it? Now, is there a second road you can visualize going down? A different path you could take? Usually there are quite a few, like I said. So choose one of those and breathe into that scenario. Again, think big without the fears holding you back and visualize what life would be like if you went down the second path. See it clearly as you can and feel what the best possible outcome feels like. And then, as before, allow it to be true for you right now so you can feel what those feelings are that you would have if it was true. If you get anxious, feel your mind calming and finding peace, and know that whatever choice you make, it's not an incorrect choice. You can always choose again. And now we're going to come back into your body, still feeling the peace, the calm, and the knowingness that you can make your way from this crossroads easily, And in a way that's for your highest and best. Become aware of your breath. Five. Being with this beautiful space. Knowing that you can bring it back. Four. Again, feeling that feeling of the visualizations and what those possibilities may be. Three. Feeling yourself starting to come back into your body, but bringing that peace with you, knowing that you can do all things. Two, engaging your mind, connecting it to your body, and feeling yourself settle in. And one, fully in your body, and wide awake, wide awake, wide awake. How are you feeling now? That was a double meditation, and I hope you feel less worry, fear, concern, or anxiety about moving forward, and you might even have a clearer idea of what path you want to take. Remember any worries or anxiety that came up about each scenario and write them down so you can work on them if they weren't yet released. And you can come back later as often as you like and redo this meditation anytime to let go of those fears and see if that visualization is clearer the next time around. Because sometimes each time you do it, things will become clearer and you will even get better ideas on which direction to move. And please remember, there is no wrong choice, just lessons you can learn. Which means if something doesn't happen the way you want it to, you can turn around and choose again. Take a different path or choose a different direction. Before we go, I want to make sure I give you a quick review of the seven-step plan I gave in the show, Mastering the Art of Decision Making. If you need the more in-depth discussion, which has much more than just this plan, I highly recommend it. It's actually episode six, season two, and it was airing originally on February 9th, 2022. Now this is a plan for bigger decisions, like when you're at a crossroads in your life. And I have a warning, make sure to include your spouse or significant other in the decision making process. Maybe not from the very beginning, But I'll tell you, even in this shorter version, when you need to absolutely include them before you get, are really, really sorry you didn't. So the number one step out of seven is to explore the situation in detail and lay out all the alternatives. Look at exactly what is included in the situation. Maybe a second option, and then lay that out too. The second thing is to list the alternatives you have for the decision. If it's only a yes or no, That's one thing. But if there are other alternatives, put them all out there. Maybe you have a job that travels versus a job that moves. So look at all those possibilities. The third thing is to explore the options in detail. How will each alternative impact your life? What about other people in your life? Try and be as objective as possible. And look for any other parts of your life it may spill over into or onto so you can consider those too. So if you're considering moving, look at the financial aspect. If your spouse needs to find a job, I kind of mentioned a little of this earlier. If the kids need to go to a new school, how's that going to work out? And then all of their friends and your friends and the other family members. And how is that just a move can really domino affect most of the things in your life. So take a look at whatever you're shifting and knowing with a new path that you're taking Try and look at how those options will impact the rest and other parts of your life. Now, there may be unknowns that might impact your happiness with the choice you make, but you may not realize those until later on. The fourth thing is to choose the best answer for you, to actually make a decision. If you've done all the rest of it by yourself and you're married, or with a significant other that you've lived with for a while, save yourself the grief. This would be the last Moment before you tell your spouse or your significant other, do not decide by yourself and then tell them what it is. If it's important enough that's going to impact more than you, then you need to decide it together. And yeah, you have the bigger voting percentage, maybe, but if your spouse is not happy, you will eventually not be happy either. So you need to have maybe lay out everything for them so they can see because it's the time to evaluate any risks that come up with a decision. And any possible consequences that can occur to both of you. Look at any money issues. And if any new information comes to light or they come up with these brilliant ideas you hadn't thought of, be flexible. Don't be stuck in this plan that you've decided on. And number five is to look at any blocks that come up. Those are those fears and those anxieties that I mentioned earlier. After you make the decision or even before you can look at those, if any fear comes up, take a little time to work on it. A big block for some is deserving the change, fear of leaving behind the old, and of course, the favorite, money and financial health. They either don't have enough to make the decision or they don't think they deserve to have more, basically. Don't ignore the blocks. It's a great time to work on these when they show up, either on your own with a friend, a life coach, or a spiritual advisor, depending on what the block is, how you're feeling yourself. Part six is to create and evaluate your plan, look at your decision, and put together any steps you need to make it work. List whatever needs to be done and see it progress. And then number seven is to take action. Easy to decide, but not to take the steps. Sometimes it's best to take action first if you think people will fight you on your decision. That's your choice. Like I said, I highly do not recommend you do that when it's your spouse, but Other friends and naysayers, if they say things negative to you, stop talking to them. If someone is waiting for your answer, like a new boss, tell them your decision. But then tell your kids, your friends, your parents, your siblings, all the other people. But wait until after you take action for most of the people. You may need to have a discussion with your kids before you actually make that decision and make it so that There is no choice. You don't want there to be no choice necessarily if they're old enough to help make a family decision together, but it depends on how big the crossroads is for you. The seven steps are great for moving forward and taking action, but be really aware of all the worries and concerns, anxieties maybe that might be coloring your decisions so you can start releasing as much as you can. And like I said, if you want more details on these steps, go back to that other episode. So let me ask you now where do you go from here? First, do you have people telling you that you aren't good enough or smart enough to move forward? And I say, don't talk to those people about what you want to do. If you constantly have naysayers in your life and people that criticize you, realize you can distance yourself from those people no matter who they are. You might be able to keep them more at arm's length and just not talk to them about issues, like the choices you might be making if they're those negative Nellie's. You may be able to set boundaries with them, but have consequences if they cross them and then stick to those consequences. And sometimes you have to stay in close contact with them, like your boss or your spouse, but maybe you can distance yourself spiritually by putting yourself in a love bubble or a force field or something that makes you feel better. Dealing with the worries, the concerns, fears, and anxieties that come up right away can be very freeing and open up more possibilities on where you go from here. Whether you can identify and work on them on your own or with a close friend or spouse or whether you need to hire a life coach or a therapist, it's all good and can only make your life better. Just be sure that whomever you speak to doesn't make you feel worse about yourself. If they do, they, I'm going to say right now, are probably not the right person for you. Don't talk to those people if they make you feel bad or they tell you you're a bad person. Make sure you find someone else that you can hire or just talk to as a friend that will be more objective, but not judgmental. Take the time to connect to your highest source and ask for divine order and the highest and best path for your growth and a life of joy. And then envision the different paths you can take from your crossroads and what they look like to you. Look at the best possible outcomes. When negatives, worries, or concerns pop up when you do that, try to put a name to those fears or worries so you can address them later if need be. But don't let those change the vision that you're putting together, unless it's for the better. Remember the law of attraction and that which you put your attention on persists and multiplies and draws more of the same to you. So if you put your attention on the worries and fears, do it from a thought of releasing those fears instead of dwelling on them for very long. And lastly, look at my seven-step plan and see if you can't take those action steps you need to move forward. They work really well on larger scale things and life-changing decisions. Today, we've covered a lot of ground about getting through a crossroads or life-changing time in your life. We've looked at what kind of crossroads you're facing, the anxiety, worry, or fear you might be going through, how the law of attraction can hold you back or move you forward. We spoke about connecting spiritually to ask for information And remembering to ask for divine order and your highest and best. We did a double guided meditation to release some of the fears that stop you from moving forward and also seeing future possibilities from the crossroads without the fear. And I also did a quick review of the seven step action plan for making that decision I gave you back in episode six in February, actually 2022, which it is right now as well. And by all means, listen to that one to help you with life changing decisions. Again, the title of that one is Mastering the Art of Decision-Making, and I'll be sure to put a direct link to that episode in the show notes to make it easier for you. And if I forget, by all means, let me know. (laughs) I then ask the question after that, where do you go from here? When you're going through a life-changing time, you probably feel like you're at a crossroads where so many different things can happen, or maybe you see no way forward at all. As human beings, we can get overwhelmed with fear or anxiety, anger or guilt, or any one or more of those feelings that can stop us from having that life we want. But if you can give yourself that gift of time and kindness, you can move through anything. Human beings are survivors, and the crossroads time can be dark and forbidding or exciting and wonderful. Where are you on that path? If you can start seeing the fun, the joy, and the wonderful life you might be able to have from that crossroads, you're in a great place. And if you need help because you feel stuck, by all means, get help from friends, spiritual advisors, a life coach, or a therapist. You are worthy and deserving of having an amazing life. And I hope you can see that too, wherever you are on your path. Thank you for joining me here today. If you'd like to know more about intuitive spiritual or life or business coaching with me or Marconics multidimensional energy, please check out my website at www.connecttojoy.com as connect the number two joy and follow me on Instagram also at connect to joy. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher. Just take one step at a time on your journey. Get the help you need and get out there and find your joy. Because you deserve it.
0: Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.